0: grieving goddess Andrea Land um, with a somewhat froggy voice just from recent pollen counts and windstorms thankfully it rained last night and it was a really beautiful rain but it turned into snow overnight if you can believe it and apparently the Rockies got a good large amount of snow Which is all right because we seem to supply water to half the US, so uh, I guess we better get that snowpack in. I just wanted to hop on here and do something a little freeform, informal, and just talk for a bit about the collective energy. The obvious things that are going on, and then there's other things which maybe aren't as obvious to everyone. But they are also generating a lot of feels out there in the collective of humanity. Even if you're in a country that doesn't celebrate Mother's Day at the same time we do. I think most people are kind of aware of it and this period of time as we transition through spring and celebrate our various holidays in there, it really magnifies and amplifies loss. And last year, the year before, you know, the last few years, a lot of people lost their moms a lot. Of people and um, I was just talking with someone today that I care very much about and they lost their mom a couple years ago and they were talking about how difficult it is and how because they have siblings they really want to the the family just needs to keep gathering together During these things. And supporting each other. So. I guess it's just a reminder. For all of us. That if you haven't personally. Been touched by loss. That there's so many other people. Out there who have. I mean a million people. Are gone for a reason. Which did not exist. Before two years ago. In this way. And. For each of those people, there's at least a handful of people who miss them, mourn them, and then more who knew them, I, you know, I mean, this, this is massive. And so every time we have another more sentimental family type of holiday, it's going to come up more in the collective. And even if you have nothing going on in your life that is making you personally sad in any way, you're going to feel that. You're just going to feel all that brewing out there. And then we have all of the other world concerns, the political things, the um, conflicts, the human rights, all of it. It's a lot. Now add to that. That we're in what a lot of astrologists have called a cement mixer because We had the solar eclipse with the new moon Mercury is going to go retrograde next week on the 10th and then on the 16th We have a lunar eclipse with a full moon. So it will be a blood moon with that eclipse and this is all really potent amplifying energy And then the planetary alignments. I'm not even going to try to explain that. But you know. Go watch uh, some of the astrologers. That I love. uh, And I follow. Um, It's. It's really. Intense. And a lot of people have been going through it. And then at the same time. There's also this feeling of. like Hope, joy, excitement. Um, like, yay, summer's almost here, and spring is coming and and are we gonna get to really fully have it this year, or is something gonna come out and sideswipe things at the last minute and make it harder for everybody to have the uh summer fantasy of? returning to the new normal I think we should probably be calling it I mean let's face it there's like before 9-11 after 9-11 so there's before the slap after the slap oh gosh not making fun of that not even going to talk about that but those those markers in collective consciousness and human experience are a big deal so There's definitely, for an entire world, having the same experience together a before COVID and after COVID. So as we move into the new normal of that and attempt to move on with things as best we can, there's just still so much that people haven't even felt yet or processed or even realized. And I heard someone talking and they were talking about, Um, how important therapy is and counseling and all of those things. And they said something that just made me go, oh my gosh, we are, we are so understaffed for this. Um, because every single person really has been through a trauma. Even if you had a really great time during COVID. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things in my life, which greatly improved. But, um, then that's a different sort of experience where they, they call it survival, survivor's guilt or, or like all of these other people suffered. Nothing happened to me kind of thing can do an number on you sometimes. Um, that's all a trauma and every single person has experienced the same trauma, but in a different way. Um, People who got sick, people who didn't, but had a loved one that got sick and was in ICU. There's just, and it's still happening. That's the thing. I'm sorry. This is starting to sound like a major fucking downer. Um, It's still happening. I had another friend who's an adult um, child got sick in another state and wound up in ICU and their partner was sick with something else and they were separated and nobody knew anything. And like, you know, there's just all of this stuff that goes along with it. And it, she was in there for two weeks and now this 25 year old um, needs a walker and a wheelchair and her muscles wasted so quickly. Um, and there are millions of people out there yet yeah, they didn't die that's true but they're having to slog through life healing from that physical experience and their families are there experiencing it with them too so the point being everyone needs therapy <laughs> and no this isn't an ad for betterhelp. <laughs> dot com. Better betterhelp um Big fan of online therapy though. I don't care who you pick, uh, therapy's good, but, um, not everybody has access to that. And even if they did, I don't think there's enough therapists in the world for that at the present moment. If you want to know what to go to college for younger Z's, uh, go be a therapist. Because damn are we going to need them over the next decade or so. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying that, you know, we're not going to get past this particular thing. Or that um, the it's going to come back and last that long. But because of the environmental stage that Earth is going through at the moment, um, there's a good chance there's going to be more things. And... This won't be the last time that we have to deal with some sort of a world public health crisis. Uh, But at the same time, what I'm seeing happen for people is, like I said, this, this joy, this renewed creativity, a deeper connection with themselves, with their loved ones, with Source or Spirit or the All, however you define that and connect people having you know their intuition is coming online I'm having a lot more um, men coming to do consciousness anchorings and wanting to get in touch with their intuition Uh, all of these things are positive all of these things are good, and the more you can feed your joy the more you'll be helping the greater collective at large because that ripples out that frequency of joy I kind of see all these frequencies and emotions I maybe that's why we always refer to it as a C or a sentient ocean, or that emotions are like water and the tarot, they' it's cups, you know, is that it is like a big um, body of water in a lot of ways. And so when you, drop a little joy pebble here, that joy ripples out, right? And if you drop an angry pebble over here, that anger uh, ripples out. And this isn't to say that you are not supposed to be having the full range of human emotions and feelings, the full human experience to um, appreciate it all and grow from that. But uh, we can definitely do a better job of, like, not feeling our feelings at or on each other (laughs) the whole projection thing that's why it's important to process your own stuff get get help with that if you need help with that so that you are not projecting anything onto the world that isn't needed to be there that's just yours and putting out as much of the um more positive frequencies as possible. I think that's probably where, I guess we're gonna have to start going with language because the whole light, dark, black, white thing doesn't really work anymore. It's just in order to keep a balance. Oh, and I just had a really good thought about all that. So waves and frequencies, when you're down in the lower register, and it's a low tone and you measure that wave and you put it on a graph, it's going to be, um, much more intense. And when you're mixing sound, there are certain, uh, qualities of that frequency that you have to turn down to have a proper audio balance and all of that. So that is like a, a stronger, longer lasting wave at that frequency. The uh what is it, the amplitude? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Or is that the you no, know, because that would be the crest. Okay. This little uh science stroke I just had brought to you by me also being in it with the rest of you. But the wavelengths. There we go. <laughs> the wavelengths. So the wavelength on those lower tones, lower frequencies is, uh, those base baritone frequencies is much longer than the, uh, more positive frequencies like joy and love and gratitude and uh, unity consciousness, those things, those have a much shorter wavelength and, um, because of that i think that's part of why we get this thing where even in our own brains right one negative thought has 10 times more impact on your brain than 10 positive ones i don't know that that's the exact ratio but there is definitely a disparate ratio there that makes it Um, really difficult if you have trouble with ruminating thoughts and you get in negative spirals a lot because you are shutting off, um, all of the good stuff. You're drowning it out with those longer wavelengths in that negative frequency range. So your joy, your bliss, things that make you happy, your gratitude, your, 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 Generosity. That's a big one that I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about lately. Generosity. Giving to others and helping others without expecting anything in return. Wanting anything in return. Wanting recognition even. And I'm not telling you, you know, oh, never talk about it online, you know, because then you're just doing it for um, clout or to make yourself look good or to look like the good person or the nice person because I mean we have to communicate these things to the world also because if, if other people didn't share some of the stuff they were doing for community service and helping in the community I wouldn't have any idea about how to do it either or where to volunteer or those sorts of things so I'm not saying never talk about it just you know what I mean there's there's a way, and I, I'll, you know, there, I had my ego time, I had the time in my life when I lived in the land of ego and everything was about, uh, and, and also people pleasing and codependency and that kind of thing, where everything is about doing stuff because of how I will look and wanting others to like me and think I was, you know, a good person. Which we understand more now that that's not exactly uh, a healthy definition because people are so much more complex than that, but the the effort it takes sometimes (laughs) to overcome those longer wavelengths, those more negative things can be really too much and when... There's a lot of chaos and there's big, um, I'm starting to call them fear points. They're like events which happen, which bring up some sort of primal fear. My doorbell is about to go off because UPS is delivering my mother's lion's mane. Remember when we used to get a package and not be sure what it was going to be? Or be very excited to open it. And now it's like, man, eh, my phone just told me. <laughs> I'll get it before it rains again. <laughs> so it can be hard to overcome those more negative depths when you're having relationship issues, parenting issues, uh, elder care issues, job trouble, money stuff, I mean, you know, it's just endless and it seems like in that pre-shadow of Mercury going retrograde, there's usually some nasty surprises. (laughs) And I'm not going to talk about the elephant in the room obvious one. I'll just say this that having the experience of absorbing that with the rest of the collective yesterday, it uh help bring me back to reminding me of a project that I put together and it's just I mean it's no big thing honestly basically all I'm doing is I'm at a world meeting and I'm sending around a clipboard with a sign-up sheet <laughs> only we're doing it all digitally but uh I created a google form where you can put your contact info if you're uh Willing to host people um, who need out-of-state health care for any reason, not just the most recent ruling, because there are going to be other needs as well around that. And so if you're willing to um, host others, you can go to my link tree um, slash Grooving Goddess. It's linktr.ee.com. I think they do that just so we have to say it more, but I'm sure there's some sort of ISP reason. Go there and follow the link to register for safe houses for human health. Um, And as one of my really wonderful non-binary friends pointed out to me, um, we need to get away from women's rights women's health care because it's human rights and human health care. I lied. I am going to talk about the legal thing a little bit because I listened to a podcast and now I'm going to have to look and see which one that was. And hopefully it doesn't screw up this recording right now, but, uh, no, it's not speak up for blue. What did I recently play? Why didn't they put it there? Uh, pod save well okay so pod save america is a good one but i'm strictly strictly speaking maybe um, so they are three constitutional lawyers and they talked about the situation at hand and there we go strict scrutiny They talked about what the opinion and how it's written would could really mean. And basically it sets the foundation for them to take away, um, everything that would be considered progressive, probably not all at once, but certainly one at a time like same-sex marriage same-sex sex um trans rights um trans health care um make homosexuality or same-sex sex illegal um there's all sorts of things they can be doing they can prosecute women for having a miscarriage you know there are already places where that is happening. That's, that's the other thing. That everyone needs to be aware of. Even before this. Potential ruling. It has already been happening. In a way. You know everybody keeps talking about. Civil war. Civil war is coming. Civil war. Uh, this is it. It's a political. Thing. But the interesting part is that capitalism is oddly stepping in and they don't really have any skin in the game they don't care uh whether it's the conservatives or the liberals or whoever that you know those um horrible progressives who believe in human rights for everyone uh they don't have any skin in the game other than they care about money and so any policy any any law which comes into being that is, you know, variable and will affect their bottom line. They are doing things to counter that. And so that is already happening with this situation as well. And it's really interesting watching that happen. I'm not saying that capitalism is great or anything, but wouldn't it be ironic if the way out of all of this... Um, constant political upheaval and polarity were that we it is just like a corporation you know which i i know that's not the answer i'm not saying it's the answer i just find it really bizarre that that is who the heroes are at the moment (laughs) is the corporations not because they give a shit about the people they're benefiting by their policies they're making but because they give a shit about money Um, so I'm sort of trying to process all that mentally and see how I feel about it. Uh, I set some boundaries with social media and when I'm available, this isn't because I'm on social media a lot or that I have a problem with it or that I'm running away from it because I find it disturbing or anything. It's just taking up too much of my energy that I need for other more important things like research and development, growing the Patreon, um, working with clients, you know, creating stuff that I want to be creating. So this is more about me saying, all right, I'm not going to be a slave to any search engine or algorithm. And as I am growing as a business, you know, as a creator, as a business, as an intuitive, I have to rein it in some. I can't be putting out as much, um, free content simply because there's just not enough of me to go around. And if I do that, I will burn out and I will quit. I will stop doing all of this. I won't have a a practice anymore. I won't have a podcast. I'll just quit because, um, it's not that this isn't important to me and I don't love it. I really, really, really do. But the second it becomes something I have to do instead of something I want to do, then there's a problem. And, um, eventually it'll it'll fade away in one way or another either i'll burn out and get sick or um you know i'll just pack up my toys and go home (laughs) because i don't want to do it anymore uh this party's getting boring i'm gonna leave so i i don't want to go anywhere and i love this and i love what i'm doing and so i just realized that i only have so much energy and i have to shift and narrow my focus a little bit more so that I can focus on the things that are really important and that can benefit you guys. Like me understanding more and more about space weather and what's going on on earth and expanding out farther into interdimensional experience. The most recent thing that I'm adding is timeline pivoting, uh, which is a before and after card reading and a viewing of whatever timelines we need to look at so that you can move forward and step onto that new timeline having resolved and healed and brought peace to the things that are keeping you from moving forward. Um, this came about in a session with someone who had some really severe trauma and one of the things that is so difficult with that is that You have, um, so many mechanisms going on in your brain that are trying to hide from you what actually happened, that there can be elements that you have no way to get answers for that keep you stuck, keep you in a loop. And I have never, the only other time this ever happened to me was when my friend was missing and we were looking for her. Um the one who was murdered but when I was part of the search I was on this median in this uh, four-lane highway looking for things she might have tossed out the window or whatnot and we found one and it was like I got frozen in place and I felt suddenly I was not like I was her, I was experiencing what she was experiencing, seeing what she was seeing, hearing what she was hearing, and I could not move. I could not see anything that was actually out in front of me for real in the, you know, 3D world in front of me. And it was kind of awful really. Um, Because at that point that told me she was gone already, but I had to keep acting like there was hope for a while. Um, for everybody else um, but at any rate when that happened I, that kind of pushed me, that really pushed me over the edge with PTSD and kind of got me over the hump where I found what I needed to to heal from that and heal those triggers and learn how to work with My brain and my nervous system and taking away the emotional charge of all of those things but when that experience happened i basically just sort of said f you to the universe my guides you know my angels the aliens whatever this thing was that made me have that experience i didn't want to do that ever again um And so that was about 15 years ago, I guess. Yeah. So what happened with this reading is that, um, I had asked for extra assistance with this from my personal team because I did not want to connect with the consciousnesses involved, um, but I wanted to be able to give this person peace. So I didn't, you know, they just said, don't worry, just do it. You'll be fine. And you won't have to talk to that offender. Um, so we're, we're in it. And all of a sudden I was having that experience again of being in someone's movie, being being someone in their movie, and then also having the, ability to point of view of seeing the whole scene and it was it was so much different because of all of the changes in me and i guess my spiritual development over the years since then because i was able to see everything and i wasn't personally affected by it um and I knew exactly which parts I needed to share in order to help them without needing to, you know, there was no reason for me to start describing it all. You know what I mean? Just the parts that they were not privy to, the parts that they didn't experience that, or or remember that they wanted to know. And so... Um, I'm excited about this because I don't think it necessarily has to be it's it's not just for trauma it's for any point of being stuck or feeling stuck in your life and wanting to move forward but feeling like there's something holding you back and you just don't know what it is Um, but I am uniquely experienced in this area to be able to help a lot of people. With certain kinds of trauma as well, and I'm very grateful that I have a way to do it now, that is not harmful to me at all, and can give others peace. Because um, I can't remember; I don't think that's the right name, so I'm not going to say the name. But there was a there's a writer who wrote a book after World War II. He was in you know he was in the camps in the Holocaust and. He, uh, I think it's called the Purpose Driven Life, maybe. But basically, that even the worst things that happen to you are bearable, survivable. You're able to move on from them. You heal from them because you find a purpose. Like, how can I use this experience I had? to benefit myself, my family, other people who are having that experience, whatever it may be. And that is deeply healing for me as well. And, and I, I hope that it gives people out there who have gone through a lot of experiences that they're trying to work through and process and get peace from to know that it, it is possible. And it, does happen and it can happen I'm not claiming that you know I'm the magic elixir to fix everything by any means but just I am an example that a lot of different steps along the way of the healing journey that I've been on throughout my life it seems like um, have led me to here, where life is good and I am peaceful and most of the time I'm joyful and blissful except when I'm having like a trauma response, protective mama bear triggered reaction to something I have no control over. Um then I'm the whole rainbow of feelings. Yes, even I get enraged. Um <clears throat> Miss Miss uh love bubble Love, goddess. Love, love, love over here. Even I get enraged. Wow. This really went all over the place. But I still feel like it had a cohesive point. Which was, everybody's going through it. And you're doing a great job. And it's going to be alright. And if there's anything I can do to help with that, I'm here. I just can't be on social media all the time. And I can't have notifications on for anything really especially dms because um it's almost like a a new trigger because I'm like oh I need to help someone and this doesn't mean I don't want you to dm me it's just this is something I have to work through obviously and this is why I'm learning to set boundaries because I love hearing from all of you but I need to remind myself by taking this step of just checking it once a day to remind myself that nothing is really urgent as and and everything is made to feel urgent with our modern technology and lifestyle but it isn't really urgent and it can wait and here's the thing is if it can't wait there are ways that you can get a hold of me if it is urgent and most of you who might need to do that would know that and anyone who has had a reading with me or anything, you have um, ways to contact me. So um, at any rate, I'm I'm always here for all of you and I love you very much um, and I'm still... You know, able to keep things accessible for everyone, even though I'm not going to be able to make as much free content or be doing um, random lives or especially reading cards on lives. If I'm doing lives, the only thing I want to be doing is giving you data which can help you navigate these choppy seas we're in um, and or doing various activations and meditations. For the human collective in general for everyone to participate in but I am still very accessible Um, if you need me for free DM me somewhere and I will get back to you probably within a day or two I'm forcing myself to take two days off a week two whole complete days Um, and if you you know want access to my my services or you know my information about grid work and those kinds of things, the patreon is only five dollars for access to most of the content and then um for ten dollars you get the workshops and classes as well um, and and any um special guests I might have in the patreon and then um when you're and you get a half 50% discount. Yeah. 50% discount. And then when you are, um, on the $20 tier, you get a free service every month, which is like, seriously, that is anywhere from a 50 to a 75% discount on most of my services. So if you do need my help, I am available in many different ways. And that's why I feel comfortable pulling back in this way a bit. So it'll allow me to get my solo and interview episodes out much more quickly and regularly, which is what makes me happy. I'm not doing that because I feel like you all demand it necessarily. Um, and it'll allow me to focus on the things in the 3D reality that I, I need to take care of. And, and also just, I mean, have some fun, you guys, you know, folks, peeps, these, thems, and everyone's, have some fun. Not just me, but you too. I think we've, we adapted these things, a lot of us anyway, not everybody, but a lot of us adapted new hobbies, interests, careers, passions over the course of the pandemic, um, out of a need. But now that we're moving back into normal life a little more, um, and maybe like for those of us who are single that whole time, we're trying to date or we have new relationships happening or, um, you know, you're going back to work in the office or whatever it is, uh, it's sort of like uh, we have to back off a little bit from the things that we created during that period of time, no matter how much we love them, so we can do some of the other things we're alive for, you know, like making out with your your boo in the movie theater or um, climbing a mountain or whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do that does not involve something that is, more of a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, taskmaster, maybe, yeah, maybe that. And by doing that, we actually come back to the thing that we've created during that period of time and come to love so much. Just like I love you all, I love this podcast, I love Meow Podcast. I love the communities I participate in and how everything is growing. Um, but if you let yourself get burnt out, then you're burnt out. And it takes a while to build that candle back up so you can start burning again, you know? So it allows you to come back with renewed vigor, vitality, joy, renewed energy, more balanced energy, so that we can give um, a better version of ourselves to the things that we're passionate about and cultivated. So that's where I'm at with things. And that's why I'm doing everything that I'm doing. I'm not even going to put any ads in here. I might slap on some music. Um, and I love you all. And in a few days, I promise, I'm sure he won't listen to this, but just so you all know, uh, I will have the podcast out with Owen Hunt. Um, of blue-collar mystics, also known as Bootsy Greenwood, um, wonderful stand-up comic and um, philosopher, you know? Just your, like an average dude, and I love that about him. And we need more regular guys up in here in this woo world that we're all living in. And I thank and encourage... Any and all men who are looking to expand your intuition and your experience of being human with uh, higher consciousness because or expanded consciousness. Sorry, I keep trying to get away from that hierarchical language, but damn, it's in there, you know, if you want to expand your consciousness, get more in touch with your feelings, whatever it is, um, I am seeing great results with the men that I have been working with. I am, I mean, it's truly rewarding because I knew that it's not like all of the, you know, cis uh, or trans men who anybody who has been socialized to be um, the, the old role, gender role of being male right? In our society, the whole mask thing. Uh, anyone who has been conditioned into that, I didn't think they were all out there just like, ah, fuck feelings. I don't want to spirituality stupid. I'm never going to open up in any way. I, I knew that there were reasons, there were reasons (laughs) that, that it's so much harder and more difficult for, and to just sort of organically have this awakening experience compared to people socialized as women. Um, they, they've been taught their whole lives to think and not feel. And intuition and consciousness is a lot more about feeling than thinking. And there are particular energetic structures which are interfering with your ability to expand. And that's basically what I'm finding that I am able to help with, with, um, you know, very um, traditionally cisgendered, um, masculine programmed men, is that once you are able to unlock that, then they just take off on their own and start expanding and being able to connect with their feelings, with intuition, with their guides, with whatever their gifts might be. And it makes me so excited that, that that's starting to happen because the, I mean, Even without me explaining any of this or saying any of this or even having these thoughts as I've been working with more men, clients, male clients, is that uh, it's obvious just from the numbers. It's like about a 80-20, maybe even 90-10 split of creators, practitioners, um, and just people in general participating in communities um there's a huge disproportion there (laughs) And, and we want everyone to be having this experience if that's what they choose and i think this is one of those ways in which maybe uh people socialized as women have missed the mark a bit in the um spiritual and woo communities is not recognizing and even sometimes demonizing masculine energy or create what is it building energy i think that's what we're trying to use now is like um building and birthing energies um because we're trying to stop gendering divine energy but that energy It's needed, you know, we need all of it and we have kind of maligned half of it and demonized it and made it out to be the bad guy when it's really just the toxic programming that is the problem. And because, and this will sound, some of you won't like this, but, but it'll be okay. We'll all get through it together. Um, It is up to us as women who have those socialized as women who have managed to get to this point of expanded consciousness and awareness to help the men until there are enough men available to be also helping the men, you know, regardless of the fact that maybe they got themselves in this position over eons and eons of uh you know the age of was it the age of taurus yeah i think it was the age of taurus before this current age of aquarius uh that doesn't you know it's not going to be fixed by us just being pissed at them forever and doing nothing to help and we can't keep presenting things in such a gendered or imbalanced way just because we were socialized as women we need to learn how to reach out to that side of things that energy so that we can break them free because in breaking them free we free ourselves more because the more people who are stuck in that shell that we break free the more they care about everyone having human rights so i will tie this episode up with a bow and go have a good cry because i just had a beautiful moment with myself and hopefully with all of you coming to that conclusion and um I love you all and I'm actually looking forward to as a few of the mentees that I have who are a mask grow into a place where they're able to um, express it and participate more in mentorship themselves to have some sort of a I don't know like an academy like a group class that is specifically designed for those socialized as male to help them break free out of that with, you know, other men in the virtual room, so to speak. I love you all. And I know right now you're probably having all kinds of individual personal and world experiences of everything and it feels very tumultuous but keep leaning into your joy keep chasing your bliss keep doing things which make you happy try to get to some state of being able to smile every day and be in a state of gratitude even if it's just for five minutes if you want to be pissed off and upset and depressed the rest of the day Go for it. If that's where you need to be right now, it's totally okay. But try to give yourself that gift of laughing at something or being goo goo gaga, lovey dovey with your dog or your cat Um, or, you know, smelling the roses, hugging a tree, whatever, 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 whatever will bring you that moment of peace joy bliss do that thing i think we forget that sometimes that just because we're we're depressed or we're having a hard time or um we're grieving or there's things that are happening in our life that were hard we kind of act like okay well now i'm in this state and i have to just be in this state and i can't give myself a break from this state until i'm done with it and I mean, wow, talk about black and white thinking and perfectionism. That's a deep program in all of us, isn't it? Um, Wanting to do everything right or to completion or 100%. And it's really okay to, you know, do it 75%, 60%. So allow yourself those moments to take a break from all of it, from everything. Because that is what is going to help you be more focused and have clarity as you're moving through these experiences, surrendering to what you can't control and, um, you know, approaching the things you can from a much more centered, conscious and aware place instead of a, a triggered and panicked one.
1: were alive with wild flowers and I was as wild, even wilder than they. For at least I could run, they just died in the sun, and I refused to just wither in place. Just a wild mountain rose needing freedom to grow, so I A flower grows wild, it can always survive Wildflowers flowers don't care where they grow And the flowers are new in the fields where it grew we content to be lost in the crowd. They were common and close, I had no room to grow. Out. I uprooted myself from my home ground and left Took my dreams and I took to the road When a flower grows wild, it can only always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow fast and wild and I